Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following show is rated E for entertainment. That's right, folks. Welcome to yet another edition of the Gen X Radio Show, where we're sure to put the caffeine in your morning drive by making you feel young, goofy, and alive. This show is guaranteed to put the sparkle in your soul, as this show is talk radio's equivalent of rock and roll. This show will make you think, ponder, and contemplate, and it's all done for entertainment's sake. That's right, folks. The Gen X Radio Show is here to tickle your soul and bring a smile to your face. It's Talk Radio's version of the Indy 500 NASCAR race. And all I, we, need you to do is sit back and relax as Gen X Radio has got your back. Welcome all to the Gen X Radio Show, a majestic production with a very groovy flow. Let's do this, y'all, and let's have some fun. Hello, Seattle. Hello, Tacoma. Hello, Federal Way and SeaTac. I actually never realized that SeaTac was its own town or township within the greater Puget Sound area. I just always associated that name with the airport there. Ah, live and learn. And that's what this show's about, folks living and learning. I will say this, though it's sometimes hard for me to resist the trappings of the headline news and all the political noise occurring out there. And actually, this show would be a lot easier for me to produce if all I did was play the role of yet another angry talk radio host venting into the microphone about all the things wrong with the left or all the things wrong with the right and blah, blah, blah. For to do a show like that requires not an ounce of creativity and instead simply requires knowing how to pull other people's emotional strings in order to get a response. That's what I call easy radio, folks. Because it's a simple formula that has made many talk radio hosts very rich. But it's a formula that more thoughtful, creative types like myself and others find nauseating after a while. And is the reason why 1150 KKNW invented alternative talk. As a way of allowing entertainers like myself to sidestep the usual newsroom path to success or being heard. And to offer the listening audience a wider perspective on the issues of the day, other than the narrow, dirty lens of left versus right. Because in reality, most of us are a mix of both. I mean, just like our bodies have both a left and a right hand, a left foot and a right foot, well, so do our minds and our intellect. But our bodies function using both halves, and so do our minds. But sadly, politics has forgotten how to do the same. With politics, you must be all of this, or you must be all of that. You can get with this, or you can get with that. You can get with 
I mean, if our bodies had the same attitude, then we'd all be paralyzed when half our bodies seized up and stopped working because the other half didn't like it. So why can't we be like our bodies and realize that both sides need to learn to get along so that we can coordinate a path going forward? Anyways, this is the Gen X Radio Show. So let's have some fun. After all, it's a variety show. Let's do this. Anyways, folks, this next segment will for sure live up to 1150's alternative talk format. For if you all wanted regular, predictable talk, you wouldn't have tuned in. So let's do this. This next short segment deals with gender roles, being alone and single, and personal identity. For years, I always hear pastors or other self-anointed moral arbitrators of society say the following. A man is a man and a woman is a woman. And that's how God wants it to be they say. And I respond with, yeah, and? Or better yet, I saw a woman wearing a t-shirt on social media that read, Real women aren't men. Real women aren't men. To which I wish I could have responded, not all real women are attracted to men. I guess what I'm trying to say is what if you're a man or a woman who just can't seem to attract the opposite gender? Then what? I mean, morality works in a perfect world. And in a perfect world, every single grown adult man would be paired with every single grown adult female. Thus, no one would ever be single, no matter how geeky or unattractive they were. In a perfect world, everyone would be paired with the opposite gender. But since we don't live in a perfect world, everyone isn't always paired with the opposite gender. So then what? What are people who cannot attract the opposite gender supposed to do? spend their whole lives alone just to satisfy another person's sense of morality? Now, I'm not suggesting that when one is single and cannot attract the opposite gender, that that means they automatically seek out their same gender to fill that role. But I am saying there are a lot of single people out there who spend much of their adult lives alone because for whatever reason, they just cannot attract anyone to them. So what are they to do? And what if they happen to find someone of their same gender that they do happen to get along with very well? Then what? And when does same gender friendship cross over into being a romantic fling? What's the line, folks? Can two people of the same gender accidentally fall in love with one another? And if so, what's that called? And or is it a sin to be lonely? Or better yet, is it a sin to not want to be lonely? And who decides what is what? And I'll also say this, I've noted and observed over the years in my scientific lab that most people who oppose same-gender relationships don't do so out of any biblical notion, because most who oppose same-gender relationships are themselves living very unbiblical lives, as in drinking, partying, smoking, sleeping around, stealing, robbing, and hurting others. So to people like that, it's okay to be immoral on every other level of life, except and only when it comes to same-gender relationships. Why is that? Now, let me, let me repeat that, folks. For people like that, it's okay to be immoral on every other level of life, except and only when it comes to same-gender relationships. And again, why is that? And I think that's where the church fails miserably. Because the church is good at telling people what they ought not be doing. 
But the church is also terrible at filling holes in people's lives with an alternative to that which said person ought not be doing. The Bible was right when it said, man wasn't meant to be alone. As far as that goes, your dog or your cat weren't meant to be alone either. You know how they do those commercials where they show a dog tied up in the backyard all sad and everything? Well, how much more do you think being alone affects an intelligent human? But anyways, let me get back on, on script before J-Lo yells at me. But in reality, a lot of adult men and women are alone. Especially in this day and age where people are more isolated than ever due to smartphones. Back in my day, we had typewriters, you know what I'm saying? But anyways, and we had to write hand, handwritten notes, which your teacher would intercept, but... Boss, stick to the point. Whatever, man. God, don't. Give me the script, man. Anyways, I'm going to stop there. But if there are any pastors out there who'd like to continue this discussion, then please do reach out to the Gen X Radio Show and let's talk. Because I'd like to know what's your solution for people who are alone and terribly lonely and cannot attract the opposite gender. What should they do to fill that hole? And on a side note, uh, please don't tell me Jesus is all you need because Jesus is like a billion, million, trillion miles away off there on the planet Zerto, uh, you know, uh, whatever, doing whatever. I say people need more than that. You know what I'm saying? People need to be hugged. They need to be loved. They need to feel appreciated. They need to feel valued, okay? Boss. Okay, man. Let's get back to the script. Oh, man. Why did I hire you from Indeed.com? Any- anyways, folks, let me get back to the script. <laughs> or you don't even have to be a pastor in that not everyone subscribes to the Bible or its teachings. Maybe there's some Native Americans out there who derive virtue and morality from their own ancient belief system and so forth. Anyways, folks, this is Gen X Radio, a show like no other airing on a radio station like no other and with that let's keep today's show moving right along welcome all to the gen x radio show let's do this Yeah, folks, if you're just joining us here on Gen X Radio, I've been discussing the many dilemmas that single people face right here at home in America. And how, in my opinion, loneliness is becoming an epidemic spreading throughout many communities as people are becoming less engaged with one another, more so now than at any other time in the nation's history. And the ironic thing is, is that social media has actually made people less sociable and more tribal, actually. And unless you fit neatly into one of these social or even ethnic or even racial tribes, you're just kind of on the outs of things. I mean, why bother going out on a date? When you can just dial up a date on your computer, see what you want, get what you want, and be done with it. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm just trying to figure this out. Uh... Boss, what in the name of Jiminy Crickets was that awful sound? Well, for your information, J-Lo, that's the sound of dialing up into the Internet when I was uh, younger, okay? Like in the 90s, man. 
I mean, back then we didn't have fibers or all this advancement, uh, streaming, Wi-Fi. Okay, you had to plug the computer into a, a phone jack. Now, will you please quit interrupting me on my monologue? Golly. Now, where was I? Anyway, same thing with shopping. Why bother going to the mall anymore to socialize and meet people when you can just dial the mall up on your computer and shop online till your heart's content? And not only that, but the role of men have been greatly diminished as well in this increasingly automated society. In that in the past, marriage had a practical purpose. Survival. Both the man and the woman had distinct roles to play. And the family they had together was like a miniature government. And the kids or offspring were the couple's future social security. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm just trying to figure this out. Oh, my God. Okay, boss, question. How did the LGBTQ community get by back then? I don't know, man. I guess back then if you were LGBTQ, whatever, you still got married. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you just faked like you weren't. You know, but if you were LGBTQ or linked that way, you still got married because the, the, there wasn't all these, like, government protections. So you still needed a family to take care of you. And I guess you just kept it, like, in the closet, you know? I don't know, man. Anyways, are you done? Can 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 I can I finish my dissertation, huh? Anyways, last time I heard people from Indeed.com. Um, well, now, in modern society, the roles both the husband and the wife played have for the most part been replaced by technology and the government. Single-parent households used to be prevalent within the urban community. But as of late, single-parent households are now becoming prevalent in more affluent communities as well. As more and more women are asking themselves, Do I really need a man? Oh, yes, indeed, you do really need a man. I'm about to tell you why. I noticed that relationships are no longer a necessity in most people's lives, but rather seems intimate relationships are seen more now as a recreational activity. And this whole notion of wait until you're married before you has also seemingly gone out the window. I mean, who waits around until marriage to have anymore? As such, what's the point of marriage is the type of mindset that that attitude creates. And on a sidetrack, folks, what made men behave in the past was the fact that they had to wait until marriage in order to satisfy their whatever, all right? Whereas nowadays, if men know they don't have to wait, then there's no motivation for them to change or better their behavior. I mean, I remember watching some of those old movies, old TV shows, you know, where you'd have three or four guys, you know, swarming over a gal, you know, bidding for her attention and her hand in marriage. And it made the fact that they had to compete, it made them up their game. It, You know what I'm saying? It was like a natural selection process. Well, that selection process has been eliminated nowadays for the most part. You see what I'm saying? And that now a male really has no incentive to change their behavior. All they got to be is Mr. Right for one night. Let me repeat that. In today's environment, all a man has to do is be Mr. Right for one night. Not even rhymes. Just be Mr. Right for one night and then you get your... All right. Okay, now back to what I was saying. And it's even why you're seeing a demise of family reunions in that you need whole intact family units in order to have a family reunion. You need dads, uncles, aunts, nieces, nephews, grandparents, great grandparents, great aunties, you know, sisters and brothers and cousins. But if both women and men are having kids outside of the boundaries of marriage from multiple partners, 
then all the family lines get blurred. Then who shows up at a reunion? Three different dads? Two different moms? It just creates confusion. And it destroys family cohesion. I mean, it just starts becoming a social mess as the family unit begins to break down, folks. And having an intact family unit isn't a religious or even a Christian thing. Rather, family units have been the foundation of societies going back millennia. Even going back to Africa, man, and Europe, Asia, and South America. Even the Eskimos believe in family values and and units. And let me tell you this. I've lived in communities with strong, intact family units and without strong, intact family units. And it's like night and day in as far as the community vibe goes. And not only that, but I can always tell a woman who was raised by a strong dad or father versus one who wasn't. People always stress how not having a strong dad in the home affects the male or the males. But let me tell you, not having a strong dad or father in the home equally affects the female. Because girls need a strong fatherly male presence in the home just as much as young boys do, folks. I mean, the confidence level, the decision-making skills are greatly enhanced in a woman who comes from a strong two-parent household versus those who do not, particularly in the urban areas. Again, it's like night and day. Also, women who don't grow up in a home with a loving father, when grown, tend to see males simply as breeders. Let me, let me repeat that. Also, women who didn't grow up in the home with a loving father, when grown, tend to see males simply as breeders. Because they're not really used to interacting with males on a daily basis. In fact, males become an annoyance to them, man. And again, I've seen this evolution over time, folks. That's why, you know, people in like urban areas and now even, like I said, more affluent communities, women really don't want to be bothered with a man because they don't really know the role of a man other than being a breeder. And that's what makes having a dad so important because when a woman is raised by a loving father or a dad, she's able to see the day-to-day role that the father or dad has on the household. But let's say if a woman wasn't raised with her father or dad in the household, when she grows up, she What's a man to her? A man becomes a nuisance. And you see this. I'm telling you, you see this in places that I've lived, particularly in urban communities where the man is seen as a nuisance other than on a breeding night. But yeah, women who weren't raised with a loving father in their home tend to see males as breeders rather than emotional partners. They just see the, a man as kind of a, a necessary evil where they must do the necessary deed in order to have a child. Gee, boss, do you have any good news? Yeah, the good news is that the Gen X radio is here, therefore you have nothing to fear. We will take on these issues together, because Gen X radio is your shelter out and away from the stormy weather. Good grief. What? What? I'll have you know I was the poetry champ of Pullman High School, okay? Stop lying. What? I was also the captain of the football team. And did I tell you? I also own a yacht. But only because I got tired of my uh, five Learjets. Anyways, folks, I'm a Gen Xer, okay? As such, I learned my pickup lines from the best pickup man ever, Chevy Chase. Let's listen to a pro at work. Having a nice little family vacation. Oh, <laughs> no. Would appear so, wouldn't it? No, no, no. The truth of it is, and this is highly confidential, uh, 
I own this motel. Yeah. Own the whole chain nationwide. 2,200 units. Yeah, once a year I travel across the country incognito, you know. Check things out, see how the operation is running. I thought you were going to say you work for the CIA. <laughs> That's an old bit, huh? Really? Oh, no. Oh, not with the CIA. I was. A long time ago. I don't like to talk about that. You know? No, I'm mostly interested in my motels now. In my airline. That's great. But yeah, folks, back in the day, that's how we guys had to do it, man. You actually had to go out, you know, and meet people. You know, you had to think on your feet. You had to come up with like instant uh, pickup lines, you know, and you had to be very quick witted. And speaking of being quick witted and of the Gen X era, I'm sure you baby boomers will remember us uh, Gen Xers when we were like in high school and college or whatever. And we would have to um, go through the parents in order to get to our date. And so this next skit is titled Doorbells and Telephones. And it's a skit I did earlier. But I think you all will enjoy this because it totally fits in with today's themed show. Which is actually turning out to be a family value show. Unbeknownst to me. It just kind of ended up being a show like that. So without further ado, folks, I hope you enjoy this next skit here on Gen X Radio, which is a variety show. A show that's here for your entertainment. Roll the tape, J-Lo. Speaking of light, light years in the past, that is, how many baby boomer parents out there, particularly fathers, can relate to this next skit when your own daughters had to deal with me and millions of other males coming to age in the 70s and 80s? Begin. Hello? Yeah, hello? Hey, Jenny, I know it's Mike. They keep hanging up the phone. Why do you keep hanging up the phone? My dad doesn't like it when you do that. Hey, you know, what's up? What you what you doing tonight? What you doing tonight? What you and Pam doing tonight? Mike, I know that's you. Anyways, folks, remember those days? You Gen X guys? Remember how we had to do it growing up? You know what I'm saying? You trying to call Susie or Mary or Tina or whatever. You know, so suddenly her dad answers the phone. Hello? And it's like, click. You know what I'm saying? Nobody wanted to talk to a, a, your potential date's father. You know, back then, fathers were intimidating, folks. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Back in my day, see if they, if you wanted to date, let's say, your girlfriend or a friend you knew from school, her, you had to go through her dad. That's just how it was back in the old days, uh, uh, you know, when I came up. I don't care how pretty the girl was, whatever, this or that. If you wanted to date um, Sally or whatever, you had to go to the front door, push the doorbell. Oh, yeah. Remember that sound, folks? That was a distinguished sound of Gen Xers when we grew up. 
Okay, there's no way getting around that dead gun doorbell where the whole house knew that there's that you're at the front porch. Which not only alerted your date's father, but it also alerted the dog and any other creature or animal that was in the home. It's like, you know, you just remember those days, folks, the days of the doorbell. Nowadays, these you know, these new young people, they only they go right through. They don't even have to use door no more. They got the garbage on And yeah, folks, that was a skit I did a while ago, went on another station. But some principles are just timeless and must be heard again. I've got all sorts of stuff in my entertainment catalog, folks. Here's the deal. Most talk radio hosts are talk radio hosts pretending to be entertainers. But with me, it's just the opposite. Whereas I'm an entertainer pretending to be a talk radio host. There's a big difference. And sadly, today's show's quickly winding down. So let me squeeze out a few self-serving comments and or promotions. Number one, one, please go buy the book Surviving in the Hood as an Outsider. You can purchase it on Amazon. It's a good book which chronicles my own life in the hood area or areas and how I survived it. Surviving in the Hood as an Outsider. Check it out. Number two, two, my talent is for sale in that if like what you hear, if like my style, the energy, if need a creative team partner, then go to the show's website at thegenxradioshow.com and reach out to me, the host, and let's collaborate. Number three, 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 do me a favor and support and encourage those around you. Number four, 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 Kathy Balwig, you're still my number one. And I so still wish we could have forged a future together. You too, Tammy Swanson. And Holly Brown. And or Leah Andrews. And or that one gal from Sunnyside, Washington. I forget her name. We met in Job Corps. Boss, stick to the script, boss. Oh, my bag. My bag. I just, okay. I'm, I'm, okay, my bag. Number five. Five, five. How come peanut butter never spoils? I mean, you can keep peanut butter in your uh, cabinet for like years and it always tastes brand new. Why doesn't peanut butter ever spoil? Boss, will you st- stick to the script? Oh, my bad. Number six. Number six. Number six. Help fund this show, folks. Go visit my website and you'll see how to do that. And or just call 1150-KKNW and let them know you'd like to help fund this show. And with your help, we can turn this into an hour-long show, as it should be and as was meant to be. Number seven, Seven. help me fulfill a lifelong dream of attending the acclaimed Academy of Art University there in San Francisco. Help me get the credentials I need to produce, fund, and film a movie I've always wanted to create. I'll make you proud and you'll get a good return on your investment. Number eight, Eight. hats off to all the men and women in blue who tirelessly go from call to call trying to keep the communities in which we live in safe. Number nine, Nine. hats off to the military as well. I will always honor and respect what you all do. Me being a veteran myself, I can appreciate your sacrifices and also your spouses that keep things grounded and in order while you're away on assignment. And finally, number 10, 10. to the mayor of Seattle, Washington. Oh yeah, that's you, okay, man. Uh, Bruce Harrell, I want you on this show. I want you to tell and share with my audience and the world what your future vision for Seattle is. What are you doing about cost of living? What are you doing about rent and affordable housing for the working class? And with that, folks, check this show out on the show's website to hear it again. And we're just plumb bob out of time. 
Gen X Radio, a show like no other. Boss? What? Are you a vampire? Man, why would you even ask me such a question? No, I'm not a vampire, okay? I'm the host of Gen X Radio, alright? Anyways, we're out of time, man. Now, if you want to continue to be a part of this production, quit being so goofy. Boss? What? Do you think I'm fat? Oh, good googly moogly, folks. Good googly moogly. We're out. Sweet family will die.